I'm Dr. Tracy Marks, board-certified psychiatrist, and I believe mental health does not have to be a mystery. So I create educational videos on mental health issues and self-improvement. Learn more at markspsychiatry.com and visit my YouTube channel by simply searching Tracy Marks on YouTube. Now to today's topic. Today, I'm talking about paranoid personality disorder. You've probably heard of and used the term paranoid, and people will say, that made me paranoid. But feeling paranoid is not the same as having a paranoid personality. The general definition of paranoid is being excessively suspicious or mistrustful. So you can have a moment of paranoia where you're preoccupied with suspicions about someone or something. But the difference here is that your suspicions are isolated to a certain situation, and it's not how you feel about everything. Here's the criteria for paranoid personality disorder as defined by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders 5th Edition. A constant distrust and suspiciousness of others such that their motivations are interpreted as malevolent. This begins in early adulthood and is present in a variety of contexts as indicated by four or more of the following. And there's a mnemonic for this that can make it easier to remember, and the mnemonic is SUSPECT. S stands for suspicious of others. The person suspects without sufficient basis that others are exploiting, harming, or even deceiving them. You may not know the person is thinking this about you until they lash out at you and accuse you of things. And they can bring up stuff from a while ago and bring out details or evidence of your behavior that make you pause and think, hmm, how did you conclude that from that? That was the furthest thing from my mind when I said that. U stands for unforgiving. This person bears a lot of grudges. S stands for suspects partner is unfaithful. So as a result, They may be very controlling in relationships and always questioning your whereabouts or your intentions. P stands for perceives attacks. This person believes that people are always attacking their character or reputation, and so they're quick to attack back. And this can look like a very hostile or angry or aggressive person. E stands for enemy or friend. This person is always questioning your loyalty or whether or not you're trustworthy. And even when you do something good for them, they can think that it's just too good to be true or there must be some catch somewhere. C stands for no confiding in others. They usually fear that the information will be used maliciously against them. On the surface, they may just look like a really private person who doesn't like to talk about themselves. T stands for threats always perceived. This person reads hidden, demeaning, or threatening meanings into ordinary remarks. So this can look like a person who seems to always read something negative into what you say. Here's an example. You go to a park together and have lunch, and you say, I thought it'd be a nice day today, but it looks like it's going to rain. And the person says, so I guess I can't even get it right when I try and take you out on a nice outing. I just screw everything up, right? And you're like, I was just making an observation. I wasn't criticizing you. And in this case, the paranoid person can't see your comment as just an observation. They assume that most people say things to put them down and to take from them. 
and this makes it very hard for them to accept compliments. Even if you say something as basic as, you're a beautiful person, they may see it as sarcasm, like beautiful is just code for horrid, and you just don't think I'm smart enough to know that. Or you're just complimenting me as a way of buttering me up to get something from me. So in some, a person with paranoid personality can be very difficult to deal with. But also, the person with paranoid personality can have a lot of internal distress because to them, the world is just an unsafe place to be. You can't trust anyone, so you always have to be on guard and look out for yourself. And that's not a state of peace and contentment. Now, you may say, with all this negative and aggressive behavior, how does a person like this even end up in a relationship? Well, unlike schizoid personality disorder, where they often don't feel the need for emotional intimacy, people with paranoid personality still want relationships. So they're still going to put themselves out there to attract a partner. But because of their mistrust of people, they tend to do things that make them self-sufficient, so they don't need to rely on anyone. This self-made man or independent woman can appear very attractive to some people, but it's not until you get into a relationship with them that you have these conflicts. And some people will stay in a relationship for a long time because they want to make it work. You may excuse all of the conflicts because you focus more on the positive aspects of the person, like he's very smart and, and he has strong opinions and is very confident. People with paranoid personality can be very argumentative, but that could just be seen as opinionated and outspoken. A paranoid person who ordinarily would be very aloof and detached because of the secrecy may turn it off long enough to attract someone that they're interested in. And it's very common for people to filter out negative things in a relationship and overfocus on the positive. So an example of this would be Your girlfriend is always accusing you of cheating, but when you're with her, she makes you feel like you're the most important person to her. So you focus on that connection and you ignore the accusations, the 50 questions, and the doubts about your intentions because when she's not in that mode, the attention you get from her feels really good. And that's just an example of how what seems like a very destructive personality could still allow for a relationship to develop. Under stress, people with paranoid personality disorder can have brief psychotic episodes that last minutes to hours. It's like a pop of irrational thinking where their basic mistrust and suspiciousness goes to a different level that's not realistic. But that level of delusional thinking doesn't last. It goes away, and that's what distinguishes it from an illness that leads to persistent psychotic symptoms like delusional disorders, schizophrenia, or even psychotic depression. The prevalence of paranoid personality disorder is between 25 to 4.5%, which is close to the prevalence of the more popular personality disorders like narcissistic and borderline personality disorders. Those both have an estimated prevalence of about 6% of people. We don't see paranoid personality disorder much in an outpatient setting. And that may have to do with their distrust of everyone, including physicians. It's also associated with violence and criminal behavior. 
And as a forensic psychiatrist, I do a lot of legal evaluations, and this is mostly where I have seen it in its strongest presentation. It's in the context of someone committing a crime as a byproduct of their suspicion, mistrust, and violence. Paranoid personality disorder can come along with other disorders, so it doesn't have to stand alone. And as with all of the other personality disorders, people can have features of multiple personalities together, such that they have a mixed personality disorder. Some people think of this personality disorder as a cognitive style, a way of viewing the world. I think that this tends to be a more destructive personality disorder than even the ones we hear a lot about, like narcissistic and borderline personality disorders. And I think that's because this personality tends to have more overt aggression that's directed at others. When the paranoid person feels wronged, they don't go and cut themselves to feel better or withdraw to lick their wounds from a narcissistic injury. They attack, and it's usually a verbal attack, but an attack nonetheless that they feel is well-deserved. That's probably why there's a higher association with criminality. All that said, some people can benefit from cognitive behavior therapy. It's a lot of hard work, and you have to recognize that your suspicions do not have much basis, and that's the hurdle that's hard for people to get past. It's like, we're all just idiots who just can't see the truth. So that's Paranoid Personality Disorder. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to submit ideas for shows, check out our website at arslongamedia, and that's A-R-S-L-O-N-G-A dot media, or send an email to info at arslonga.media. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.